thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not trying to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. Come on in. And I say this, uh, release your faith. Amen. When you hear the word preached, always add your faith to it. What's that mean? Expect something. Amen. Amen. And we invite you, get something that you can take notes on because we don't want you to miss what God may say to you. Amen. Um, in the past few episodes, we've been ministering on the subject of wisdom. What is wisdom? It's the thoughts of God. It yes. is what he knows about our situation. And if we will walk in what he knows, um, we'll always walk in success. And how many of you know that the Holy Spirit is the one who will take the wisdom of God and make it known to us. That's right. As we feed on the word, we partake yes. of the wisdom yes. of God, but it's the Holy Spirit who unveils that word to us yes. so that that word finds its home in our hearts. Amen. Amen. Um, I wanted to talk about, we're going to talk about today about tests opposition that we may face and the place wisdom holds in that. So if you haven't been able to watch the previous episodes, we invite you to go back and watch them because we say things that we, we don't have time to repeat every episode, of course. Um, we know this, and this is something that the Spirit of God has taught me, and I have, every time I've employed this, it's always gotten me on the other side of opposition. And that was three steps God gave me. Really, it's in my book called Answer It. I I lined that out and in the book called Answer It, um, I tell people, what do you do when opposition shows up? Because if we can take certain steps um, of the word, then we know that we'll arrive at the right place. Yes. What's the right place? Victory over that opposition. And so we've always taught you that step number one, answer it. So whatever the enemy threatens you with, whatever thoughts may try to trouble your mind, you have to learn this. Every thought that comes to you didn't come from you. You have to recognize that just because it comes to your mind doesn't mean it originated with you. It did not. Any thought that would not add to your peace and joy, God had nothing to do with. It's a thought that is to be resisted, rejected. So how do you do that? You answer it. For example, if the enemy were to threaten, you're going to lose your home. You answer it. Say, I'll not lose my home because uh, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And so you answer it with the word. Number two is you tell that spirit that spoke it to leave. Well, what's the spirit that will threaten you? Well, it's fear. 
Remember what Paul said to Timothy? He said, God's not given us the spirit of fear. Paul was, Paul was, um, he was pointing to the primary thing that most believers deal with. And that is Satan uses, uh, his big weapon, so to speak, is fear. And so he will suggest something to you. You have to know this, Jesus spoiled principalities and powers. He made a show of them openly. What's that mean? That the enemy is unable to hurt you. He has nothing to hurt you with, but um, know this is the the only thing he has left is the power of suggestion. Mm -hmm. He'll suggest a thought. That's where fear Mm -hmm. comes in. It's a spirit of fear that will suggest something. This is where worry comes from, Mm -hmm. anxiety, panic, Mm -hmm. depression, all these things that people so often deal with. It's root and the parent of it is fear. So talk to the spirit of fear, depression, Worry, anxiety, say, I refuse to fear. That's that's not my thought. I refuse to worry. That's not my thought. I refuse to be anxious. That's not my thought. Number one, you have to answer it. Number two, let the devil know I recognize this as you. So that spirit of fear, you leave me in Jesus' name. You do not have to live with fear dogging every track you make. Every step you go through life, you do not have to live with fear bombarding you. You can live free from that. So you tell it to leave. Amen. Number three, you worship. Now, the place of worship is it holds your attention on God and his word and off of what the enemy would threaten against you. And whether or not people realize it, uh, where their attention goes is what they're believing. Amen. So it matters what we hold our attention on. Mm -hmm. So worship helps us hold our attention on God, hold our attention on his word. We can worship God with his word. Amen. Amen. You can worship him and say, Father, thank you so much that no weapon that's formed against me can prosper. You can worship him with his word. Amen. Amen. So again, those three steps are number one, answer any threat. Number two, tell the spirit of fear that threatened you to leave. Don't let it set up camp in your home, in your mind, in your family, Mm -hmm. in your life. Number three, worship God. It keeps the door closed to the devil. Can I say this, that worship is an act of faith. When you are worshiping, you are releasing your faith in God Mm -hmm. and his word. And when you release your faith, fear cannot stay. Amen. So by staying in the flow of worship, you are keeping the door closed to fear because you're number one, you're holding your attention on God and his word, but you're also releasing your faith that causes, and and how many of you know the power of God meets faith? Amen. Amen. Now we're going to go back and uh, read where we were reading previously in this series, Proverbs chapter four, verse five, but I'm going to read out the King James translation this time. We were reading out of the Amplified previously, but we're going to look at the King James. Proverbs four, verse five, it says this, get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth, forsake her not, forsake who not? Wisdom. Mm -hmm. And she shall preserve thee. Love her and she shall keep thee. Notice this, that one way God protects us, keeps us, defends us is through this flow of wisdom. So if you say, God, uh, I'm looking for you to protect my family, then walk in wisdom. Because he protects us through the flow of wisdom. That's That's one way he protects us. Verse seven says, wisdom is the principal thing. 
Therefore, get wisdom. Mm. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Verse 8, exalt her or exalt wisdom. And she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. So I like in verse 7 where it says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Yes. Well, when I looked up this word principle, just in the dictionary, it says the first or highest in rank. That's right. So wisdom is highest in rank. Right. Yes. Amen. Yes. What is wisdom? The mind of God, the thoughts of God, yes. the plan of God for yes. your life, the word of God. Right. It's highest in rank. It says first or highest in rank, highest in importance and value, chief and foremost. So because uh, wisdom is first, foremost, it's the chief, it's the chief flow. It has to be held in the chief place. It has to be put in the foremost place. Don't devalue wisdom. Keep it high on the list. Amen. Um, what, what that means is we don't just turn to our minds. We turn to wisdom. We turn to the word. We turn to what the Holy Ghost would show us. We give wisdom its proper place. And as we read in this passage, it said, if you exalt wisdom, wisdom will exalt you. So if we give wisdom its proper place, we won't have to strive to excel. The wisdom of God promotes us. Um, And wisdom, uh, as we said, the Amplified says in... um, Verse eight about wisdom. It says that wisdom will defend you, protect you. Look at that. Defend and protect you. Um, Sometimes people don't realize that if we do something unwise, we get into difficulty and then wonder why God let that happen. Lack of wisdom, the devil takes advantage of the lack of wisdom. Stay in wisdom and God is able to keep protecting you, keep defending you. But if we don't treat wisdom as as an important flow of our life or we don't give it its proper place and we act unwise, God cannot keep us safe when we leave wisdom. Because wisdom is what he gives us so that we can walk um, safely. Yes. And be protected. Amen. Amen. So that's one way God protects us. So we have to put a value on wisdom. That means when wisdom is offered us, we take it. We don't just stick with our own way of thinking when wisdom offers us a higher way of thinking. The word of God is the thoughts of God. It's the mind of God. It's the wisdom of God. So we don't want to lay down the word to follow our own human thinking. Since God offers us his thoughts, how about we take them? It's unwise to say, I know God is saying this, but (laughs) to to lay down what God says and stick with our own kind of thinking, it's like, what's the matter with you? (laughs) Right? Uh, If God's and God says to us, here's my thoughts, here's my way of thinking, here's wisdom, here's the way to stay protected and defended and kept. And you go, no, thanks. I think I'll stick with the way I think. You know, it doesn't, it's not even sound, right? It's not even sound to do something like that. Since God offers us his word, let's take it. Amen. Let's give it its proper place. That means let's be a doer of that word and bring our thinking in line with that word. Amen. Amen. 
So when it says here in verse eight, it says, exalt wisdom and she shall promote thee and shall bring thee to honor when you embrace her. Mm -hmm. If you're embracing something, that means you don't let it go. You don't just use the wisdom or live in line with wisdom for a a short amount of time. You make it your way of life. So to walk in wisdom is one way that God promotes us. I mean, don't you want to be promoted in your business? Don't you want to be promoted um, in your spiritual life? Promoted in, in, in the flow of love? Everything promoted. Well, uh, here it says it, wisdom promotes us into God's plan. Listen, when it says that it'll promote us, what does it promote us into? God's plan? Yes. God's best. Amen. Amen. Another thing that walking in wisdom will do, it'll promote us, look at this, out of a test. I don't know about you. When a test comes up, I don't want to stay in that thing. I want out of that. How do I exit that test? Remember God said in his word that with every test, there's provided a way of escape. Wisdom will take the exit out. Then you have to know what is the exit? What is the wisdom In this test I'm facing, what is God's wisdom for me? Because if I will follow wisdom, I'll find the exit door out of this test. Amen. Amen. So we have to embrace the wisdom that God gives and hold fast. Why is that? Because sometimes you don't just exit things in a moment. You just through by, by consistently doing the right thing every day, you'll find yourself, oh, I stepped out of that difficult place, that hard place. So we hold fast to the path that wisdom shows us. Amen. Now, acting on God's word is acting on wisdom, but also the spirit of God will speak to you and say, do this. Hold to this verse, make this change, add this to your life, remove this from your life. Mm -hmm. However, the spirit directs you. He is taking the wisdom of God and making it known to you. So hold fast to it. Don't just do it for a moment, but do it all the way to the finish. Amen. So as I said, God's wisdom is God's mind and thoughts toward our need. Mm -hmm. Now listen to that. When we're faced with a need, we need to know what God says. In the face of that difficulty, what does God say to me? So find out his thinking. That means feed on the word, meditate on the word, get it in you. But I can say this also, get to church. Get under your pastor, sit under your pastor. And when you go to church services, don't just sit there and just say, I'm listening to a sermon. No, I'm listening to my exit. I'm going to hear God's wisdom for my life, hear God's wisdom for my family, hear God's wisdom for my business, for my home, hear God's wisdom for my health. What about this? Hear God's wisdom for my peace. Yeah. So when you go to church, value, hold on to everything that is preached of the word in that sermon. Amen. Because you will hear God's wisdom for your life. And I, you know, God is so impressive. You can have 300 people sitting in a congregation Mm -hmm. with various needs represented and God will put one sermon in the pastor's mouth that will answer every need. It's so impressive. If you'll listen and hear wisdom, listen for it. What is wisdom? It's the help of God for your need. It's the help of heaven for your life. 
So we don't go to church and sit there mindlessly. And you say, well, Pastor Nancy, you know, some may have a marital need. Others may have a financial need. Others may have a health need. How can you say that one sermon answers that? Because the word of God is so vast that one scripture can show up in so many different ways in the sense that you gain light for every need out of that one scripture. It's why it's, that's the wisdom of God. It's so impressive that in one scripture, so many needs are answered. Amen. So taking the wisdom of God means to find out the way God thinks. Value that. Don't dismiss it. Here in Proverbs, it says wisdom is the principal thing. Couldn't we say this? How God thinks is the, is the principal thing. How he thinks, not how I think, not how relatives or loved ones think, but how he thinks. That is the wisdom of God. And that's the principal thing. Find out what he says about your situation. Find out what he says about that test you're being faced with. Amen. Not only that, uh, the plan of God for your life is the wisdom of God for your life. His plan that he authored is his wisdom for you. Amen. 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 Including dealing with opposition. Because in the plan of God, the devil will oppose Mm -hmm. your advancement in the plan of God. So in the plan of God is also the wisdom of how to overcome the opposition that opposes that plan. Amen. 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 So anyway, if you are doing all you know to do in the face of a test and nothing is changing, step back a moment. Mm -hmm. And say, God, what is your wisdom? I lack your wisdom because when we have his wisdom, we always get to the other side. We always exit that time of difficulty. Maybe not in a moment, but if we'll take the step, the process of exit will begin. Amen. 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 So sometimes we can be missing one component of God's wisdom. In another test, we may be missing another component of God's wisdom. Ask him, what am I missing? Because your wisdom always arrives me at victory. Yes. Amen. Amen. And if I'm not experiencing victory, I'm leaving something of your wisdom out. I'm not hearing it or I'm not acting on it. So I'm listening. Amen. Value the wisdom of God. Now, James chapter one, James chapter one, and I'm going to read out the King James translation and verse two, James is writing and he said, my brethren, Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Mm -hmm. Now notice this. To face a temptation is not a joy. So we have to count it a joy because in other words, temptations don't bring you joy. So you have to bring your own joy in the face of that temptation. Well, where do you get that joy? It's on the inside of you. It's a fruit of the spirit. In other words, you can rejoice in the face of temptation, not because there's a temptation, but because you have divine help on the inside of you. When you draw on that joy, you're drawing out the divine help of God. And how many of you know to draw on his joy that's on the inside is the wisdom of God. Yes. Yes. Amen. Listen to that. To, to get into joy, to count it joy when you're faced with temptation is an act of the wisdom of God. Yes. He's telling you when you're faced with something, get into joy. Yes. Why? It'll keep the door closed to worry. It'll keep the door closed to fear. Get into joy. Where do you get the joy? Not from feelings. I'm not talking about feelings of joy. I'm talking about a flow of joy. Yes. 
that's on the inside of you. That river of life that's on the inside of you flows out. That fountain that springs up on the inside of you. And you draw out of the wells of salvation. Isaiah said this, I believe it's Isaiah 12, that we draw out of the wells of salvation with joy. So if you want to partake of the salvation of God, the help of God, the deliverance of God, you got to get into joy because joy is the bucket that draws it out of the well. Amen. So with joy, that, that joy bucket draws out that flow of salvation that's on the inside of you. This is what James is telling us. Count it all joy. Decide to rejoice in the face of adversity. That's what James is saying. Decide to rejoice. Don't feel like rejoicing. People are waiting till they feel like rejoicing. It doesn't say feel like rejoicing. It says that we are to count it all joy. That means we choose. We choose to rejoice when we face temptations. Verse three says, knowing this, why are we rejoicing when we're surrounded by hardship? When there's opposition, it doesn't make good human sense. It makes Bible sense. Uh, why are we rejoicing knowing this, that the trying of your faith, it worketh, mm-hmm. it worketh patience. Look, when um, you get in joy in the face of temptation, you're working your faith. Amen. That's good. That's good. Amen. And as you work your faith, you arrive at patience. That's yeah. Good. Verse four, but let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect. And the word perfect means mature, mm-hmm. lacking nothing that you may be mature or perfect and entire. Look at this, wanting nothing. Another translation said lacking nothing. Wouldn't you like to go through life lacking nothing? Yeah. No matter when you're faced with a test, when you're faced with opposition, don't, don't, don't encounter that by saying, I don't know what to do. No, say I like nothing. Why? Because I'm going to rejoice in the face of this test because I know who's in me. I know what's in me and I know that it's working for me. The devil intends to work against me, but it's going to end up working for me. Amen. When you come, when you act on the word in the face of a test, you come out of that test with things that you would have never had if you hadn't gone through that test. What is that? You come out with a skill. You come out with revelation. You come out with some things when you work with God in the face of a test. God doesn't send the test, but he'll sure give you great things in the face of it. Amen. Verse five says this, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Now look at that. If any of you lack wisdom, what's he talking about? Well, we're talking about going through tests, going through trials. So when you're faced with a test and if you lack the wisdom of how to get out of that thing, Mm -hmm. let him ask of God. Don't, it doesn't say let him worry. Let him get into fear. Let him call 14 people and counsel about it. No, ask God. You go, well, of course we ask God, really? What is worry? Worry is failing to ask God. What is fear? Fear is failing to turn toward God. Yeah. Um, just because fear comes doesn't mean you have to accept it. Fear comes to all of us, but we don't have to open the door to it. We don't have to yield to it. So there, it's not haphazard that James said here, ask God. Because what happens, the test can be so, so felt by the mind and so felt by the body that we're drawn into that mental arena many times. We're drawn into that, noticing that physical arena that we start doing something natural. 
right. instead of something spiritual. Yes. So uh, James is saying when you're faced with a test, don't do something natural. That's good. Don't That's get good. into worry. Right. Don't get into fear. Right. Don't just start counseling with all the people right. in your life. Go first to God. And he's saying when you're faced with something that tries to pull you in the natural, do, respond by doing something spiritual. Amen. Talk to God. Ask God. The faith of God is in your spirit. Stay in your spirit. That's what I'm that's talking good. about. That's Stay good. hooked up to your spirit because yeah. that's where the faith of God is. That's, right. that's why the devil seeks to bombard the mind in the face of a test mm-hmm. because he's trying to draw you into the mental arena because if he can get you in that mental arena, he'll whip you. Mm-hmm. Why? Right. There's no faith in the mental arena. Right. The faith of God is not in your mind. Amen. The faith of God is in your heart. Right. Yet you can renew your mind and take on faith yes. thoughts. Yes. But the the fountain of faith, the place where your faith resides is in your heart, in your spirit, in your Amen. heart. And you've got to put that faith in your mouth. Amen. <laughs> Why? Because it doesn't live in your mouth. You've got to put it in your mouth. That's right. Even so, faith does not live in your mind. And that's why the devil through tests and trials seeks to draw you in that mental arena and entrench you there. And he does it by offering you worry, thoughts, thoughts of fear. Right. Right. So instead of going there, to that mental arena, go to the spirit arena. Yes. Amen. Deal with that test from the spirit arena. Yes. What's that mean? Stay hooked up to your faith. Refuse to mm-hmm. get hooked up to that mental arena and try to deal with it all mentally. Right. Amen. So Praise yes. the Lord. Amen. You have to stay hooked up to your faith. You say, Pastor Nancy, how do I stay hooked up to my faith? Talk to God. Mm-hmm. That's right. Ask God. Amen. Talk to God about your situation. Amen. Amen. Don't try to figure it out. That figuring out business doesn't work. <laughs> Haven't you ever known you go to bed at night, you go to sleep trying to figure it out. Wake up in the middle of the night trying to figure it out. When you wake up, you still haven't figured it out. Why? That figuring out business doesn't work. And if you say, no, Pastor Nancy, I figured it out, you figured out probably the wrong answer. Amen. You figured out the wrong road, the wrong, the wrong direction to take, the wrong thing to do. No, it's not about figuring it out. It's about talking to him and hearing his wisdom. Hearing his wisdom. Aren't you thankful that no matter how difficult the circumstances may look to you, in the wisdom of God, your answer is simple. It is simple. Uh, We have, we if we could, if I could say this, when we draw something, we allow it to be drawn up into our mental arena, us into the mental arena, Mm -hmm. that test into the mental arena. It looks so tangled and complicated, but you stay in the arena of faith. You stay hooked up to your heart, hooked up to your spirit, and you'll realize, oh my goodness, the answer is as simple as just doing the thing that wisdom told me to do. So simple. Amen. Well, there's so much more we're going to say. We don't want you to miss it. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In Nancy Dufresne's book, A Supernatural Prayer Life, you will learn how prayer moves the plan of God forward. As we take time to pray in the Spirit, clarity of His plan for our lives comes. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. In this classic book by Nancy Dufresne, we are presented with a study of the healings of Jesus. 
Your own faith will be stirred to believe and act as the healed God has made you to be. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.